61 verse 1 through to 7. Bible says that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of gladness for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. If the Bible you are using belongs to you, circle the word, the planting of the Lord. Hallelujah. Trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Amen. And they shall build the old ruins. They shall raise up the former desolation, and they shall repair the ruined cities, the desolation of many generations. Strangers shall stand and feed your flock, and the sons of the foreigner shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. But you shall be named the priest of the Lord. They, call, they shall call you the servants of our God. They shall eat the riches of the, you shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and the, in their glory you shall boast. Instead of your shame, I shall have double honor. You shall have double honor, sorry. And instead of, of confusion, you shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. Hallelujah. Psalm 92, verse 12 through to 15. Psalm 92, verse 12 to 15. I want us to read together in concert. Is that okay? Psalm 92, verse 12. Ready? Go. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. They shall grow like the cedar in Lebanon. For they planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear their old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. To declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Amen. Oh, I think you read it beautifully. Put your hands together for the, yourselves. Hallelujah. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree, and they shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. For they shall, they are planted, for they are planted to the Lord's own house. They flourish in the courts of our God. Even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. They will declare, the Lord is just. He is my rock. And there is no evil in him. Somebody say, planted in the house of God. Say like you mean it, planted in the house of God. You know, last week we started talking about the reason why you must have your planting in God himself, in Christ. And not in a man, not in a church, not in a 
a bishop, not in an archbishop, not in Daddy Gio or Mami Gio or anybody else. Hallelujah. But you should have your planting in God. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Today we want to move the conversation a little further and talk about being planted in the house of God. Being planted in the house of God. Apart from being planted in Christ, there is another place that you need to be planted. Hallelujah. And that is the house of God. You know, when the old Christians started this thing, the church, they had the mind of Christ. They had the mind of God. Jesus gave the blueprint of how the church ought to be. Amen. But as time has gone on, we have changed the concept of church. And now church is like a football team. It's like a society. It's like we, 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 we become connoisseurs of churches. We go and taste different churches. We go here and then when we get angry, we move from here and go there. And when we get angry, we live here and go there. So, you know, it's like there's a recycling of Christians. Hallelujah. Recycling of Christians. So, you see some, some Christians you see today in this place. In a few months' time, you go next door, you see them there. And you say, ah, did I not see you? This, they got offended and they moved on to the other place. But, but, but that is not God's plan. Hallelujah. That is not what God in, uh, had in mind when he was establishing the church. Am, am I making sense? The church is supposed to be a representation of God in one area. Are you with me? So this church is representing God here. That church is representing God here. That church is representing God here. That other church is representing, but they are all together the church. Are you with me? And God expects you and I to be established and planted in this place. So that they who are there will be planted in that place. And they who are planted will be planted in that place. So together the church grows. But when we become hoppers, church hoppers because of offense, we will hop from here, go the whole, the church is not growing. We are recycling. The church of God is not growing. And you see, one of Satan's best ammunition that he has successfully used against the modern day Christian is moving. 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 When you move, you miss God. In Genesis chapter 3, when Adam and Eve disobeyed God, God came, the Bible says, verse 8 says that the voice of God came walking in the garden and when he came, he was looking for Adam. And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves. Sometimes you move from one church to go and hide somewhere because you, you, you've done something naughty here. When you, you, you behave naughty and you are caught here, you move from the here. Instead of staying here and repenting, we move. You are preaching. 
But you see, when God comes, God comes to the place where he placed you. He came to the garden where he had planted them. And they were not there. See, everything that happens in the natural is mirrored in the spiritual. You cannot be a member of the Smith family, member of the Harold family, member of the Williams family, member of the James family. So when you are angry with the James family, you move to the Harold family. When you are angry with the Harold family, you go, no, you can't be like that. You can't have seven fathers and have seven surnames. There is one name that has been given to you because you belong to the Smiths. And you see, when you belong to the Smiths, every inheritance of the Smiths is yours. Are you with me? Which means that there is a certain inheritance that is located with the Smiths. There's a certain inheritance located with the Harrods. There's a certain uh, uh, inheritance located with the Jameses. Every church has a blessing that is there. That rests upon them. But it will never be your portion unless you are established. Am I making sense? When he says that the planting, you know, the, the, go back to the scripture we read in Isaiah 61. So the, the, uh, this is what uh, Jesus was quoting in uh, Luke chapter 4, verse 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. and every, Go back to that scripture for me. Verse 3, give me verse 3. To console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes. Which means that one of the areas that you get blessed in the house of God is that your, your, your story changes from what, was, what you came with, you have transformed. One of the things that I've seen being in church for a very long time is that if you see people come into the house of God broke, they come discombobulated and they come, you know, confused. Just leave them there for a while. As they stay in the house of God and are established in the house of God, things change. Hallelujah. Things change. And they begin to look different. Am I making sense? So he says that the righteous shall be planted in the house of the Lord like the palm tree. Like the cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of our God. It implies that they didn't plant themselves, number one. God planted them. Listen, you didn't choose the church you belong to. God ordered your step to be in that place. Because God had a plan for you. And we know that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and them that are the called according to his purpose. There's a purpose for you being here and not anywhere else. If you, are, if you think that you planted yourself, then you think you have the right to unplant yourself. The modern day Christian doesn't understand that they were not planted by themselves. They were planted by God. Nobody in this room chose your own family. 
In fact, if, if I had my own way, I wouldn't belong to the family that I belong to. I don't know about you. Because, you see, when you belong to a certain family, you can be homeless. The day you, on arrival, as you are born, you are homeless. You have financial problems. But you can be born in another uh, home that you are born a prince. You are born a royalty. You are born without making any effort. You are a millionaire. Because you, are, you didn't plan how, where you were going to be born. You didn't plan who was going to be your father. In fact, when you look at your father, you get angry. That you look at this. How many know you, but you know somebody who doesn't like their father at all? <laughs> you wish you were born from, uh, into another family, but you had no say in it. God put you there. And God had the reason why he put you in that family. There was a plan. God has a reason why he puts you in the church he has put you in. You didn't plant yourself. Look at your neighbor and tell her you didn't plant yourself. Contrary to your opinion, you didn't plant yourself. Yeah, but my friend invited me. Yes, but of all the millions of people, why did your friend choose you? And of all the churches, why did they choose this church? It was not an accident. Am I talking to somebody? Number one, you are the planting of God. You didn't choose to plant yourself. Amen. Number two, it also implies that there must be a great change in your position. Because to plant means that you were somewhere else and then you were changed. I don't know whether you understand that. How many were somewhere else and they, were, they find themselves here? It means there was a change. Are you with me? You have been planted. If you have a, a, a seed, or if you have a, a, a modicular seed, and you put it in an egg, it's, it's no longer in the hand. It is now in the, de- in the soil. It means your position has changed. Some of us, we cannot... We cannot let go of the old place. We don't realize that we are no longer in the hand. We have now been put in the soil. You are no longer in the world. You are now in the house of God. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You are no longer rolling with the guys. You are now in the house of God. Your position has changed. Understand that there has been a change. The things I used to do, I do them no more. The places I used to go, I go there no more. The things I used to watch, I watch them no more. There's a great change. There is a change. There's a change in being planted. You have been changed. A lot of us, we are in the church, but none of the people in the church are our friends. You don't have very close friends in the house of God. 
Because there hasn't been a change. Your friends are still your friends. You come to church, but you don't have any friends here. After church, you go somewhere else. Listen, if you don't have friends, real friends in the church where you are, you won't last in that church. Believe me. Believe me. Because friends are like cement. They cement you into the place. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? So the first implication is what? Planting of the Lord. The second implication, there's a change. Number three, it also implies that there is life in you. You see, there's a difference between a fence, a fence wall and a planting, a tree that has been planted. They all feel like wood, but one is dead and the other is living. One is dead wood. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. First Peter, first Peter 2, 5 and 6. First Peter 2, 5 and 6. He says that you also are living stones. Somebody say living stones. Are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Verse 6. Therefore, it is also contained in the scriptures, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes in him will by no means be put to shame. A living stone. Now, do you know what a living stone is? Can you look for a, a picture of a brick? And then a picture of a wall. Now, when we say the house of God, when we say CICC, the church is not the building. The church is not the building. Because when we move from here and go to hall, and we gather in hall, we are still CICC. The building has been left in Leeds, but we are, when we go to Manchester and we gather, we are still CICC. When we go to Sheffield and we gather, we are still CICC. When we go to London and we gather, we are still CICC. It is not the building that makes the church. It is you and I coming together that makes the church. So the Bible describes you and I as living bricks. I am a living stone. You are a living stone. She is a living stone. She is a living stone. He is a living stone. When we come together, we form a house. Are you with me? It also implies that when she gets offended and she leaves, the building is collapsed. Or the building is, is shaky, is leaning, because the one that is supposed to be here to make the building stand has left. Elvis has left the building. You are living stones and you did not make yourself a stone. God put you here to become part of the wood. So you are a brick. That is you. Now give me the wall. Have you found a wall? 
when you and I and everybody else in this room, when we come together, we form a house. Am I making sense? So, God wants to build houses. So, he puts you in this place to form the house. He puts him in that place to form a house. He puts her in the other place to form a house. He puts them in that other place. Why do you want to move from this building? You want to move from the middle block and go and join the block in the other place. Some of us, we are chasing pastors. We are chasing names. We are chasing prophets. So we are here. Then we hear that there's a church that has come. That there's a prophet, bishop, apostle, archbishop, something. And then immediately, these days when they are leaving church, they don't even say anything. Before you realize, they are not, you don't see them again. The day you call them to find out what is happening, say, oh, I've left the church. I mean, how do you just... You are part of this family. Your father has paid your school fees. You have gone to university. Then somewhere in the university, you decide, said, I've changed my name. I've gone. Now I've become a member of the Williams family. Is that how people behave? But charismatic Christians, that's what we do. And that is why our Christianity is very shaky and not productive. The power, you know, like the Methodist Church, the Presbyterian Church, the Catholic Church, is for life. Your mother is born into it. Your father, grandfather, great-grandfather, they come and it's like it becomes part of who, and that is God's plan. God's plan is not that we are here, then we can't agree we are here. It's like you are the one dictating what, what church and where church to, to belong to. No, no, you don't dictate. And then when you are leaving, you cause commotion in the place you are living. You spite them. Say something. And then you leave. The, the Bible says in, uh, I, that scripture is very scary. It says that, is it a small thing? That the water that you have drank, that has given you blessing, when you are leaving, you will be into it and then walk away so that nobody can drink that water. That is the modern day charismatic Christian. And that is why our faith doesn't go far. We can't flourish. Because we think that we are uh, wooden, uh, what do you call it? Give me a wooden fence, please. A wooden fence when you move it from this place and you take it to that place, there's no consequences to it. Are you understanding what I'm saying? But when you have a tree and you keep transplanting, the tree will die. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because you are a living stone. Because you are a living stone, you can't be moving from one place to the other. You need to stay established so that you can gain nutrients, so that you can grow tall. Yeah, put that one up for me. This one, you can move it. You can move this from, the, from this place, you can move it to another place, and there's no problem. You can take it to another country, no problem. How many understand what I'm saying? 
that you can't keep transplanting trees. There are some, some, some uh, soils that if you put this particular tree in, it will die. <laughs> some of us, in our anger, we move from a very loamy, fertile soil and move ourselves to a, a seaside and plant ourselves there. By force, like I'm, I'm at the force to plant here. Then you say, this is where God has planted me. Who told you that's where God has planted you? Listen, every spiritual thing has its roots in the physical. If you can trace it in the physical, you can see. The prodigal son, he wanted to transplant himself. He had forgotten that his security, his prosperity, his blessing, his riches, and everything he had was because of the house he belonged to. See, that is, the, that is the deception because when things are working, you don't realize that there's a protection that is making things work for you. You don't realize that there's a blessing that is making things work for you. You don't realize that there is something that is holding you together. When he uprooted himself, he said, give me all my possessions. And when the father divided his living between the two of them, he took it and went to a far country. And the Bible says that he didn't realize that his protection was gone. Until he lost it all. Are you understanding what I'm saying? See, some, some of these things, it, it's like sometimes when you are saying the pastor, people say, oh, the pastor is saying because maybe he doesn't want people to leave his church. No, 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 no. Listen, before you came, we're doing church. Yeah. And after you go, we'll still be here. <laughs> so it's not because it is for your own blessing. Are you understanding what I'm saying? As for me, I've, I've been doing this thing for over 25 years. So I am so used to people coming and going. So it's normal. It doesn't touch my coat. It doesn't touch my shirt when you leave. Because the thing is, as soon as you leave, God... Because it's the living God and he, it's his, his plan to bring you here. As soon as this stone leaves, God replaces the stone. He's a master builder. So as soon as you leave, he brings a better brick to, to fill where you are, you were. Amen. But for you, it's dangerous. This prodigal son wasted his life because the protection he had was gone. The fatherly blessing he had was gone. The fatherly advice was gone. And he went and he went. The Bible says when he went to the far country, the one who he went to work for was so wicked that he wouldn't even give him food to eat. To the point that he was eating with swines. He was eating with pigs. You know what it means for a Jewish boy to eat with pigs? It's a curse. Hallelujah. Until he came back to himself and came back to the house. When he came back to the house, immediately he became royalty again. Immediately a ring and a robe was put on him. Hallelujah. It means belonging. Protection. Honor was put back. Never you think that you choose the church you go to, please. If you don't take anything from what I'm saying, 
understand that God places you here. And there's a reason why he has put you here. Hallelujah. And number four, number four implication is that if you are planted, it means you have gone and become one with the soil. I don't know whether you understood that. Every plant, give me a tree that has been planted with the roots. A tree that has no roots cannot be planted properly. Because if a wind comes or a hurricane comes, it will blow you away. Are you, are you understanding what I'm saying? If, yeah. It's, look at this tree. This tree has been in, on this soil for thousands of years. In fact, give me a cedar tree. You see that a cedar tree is one of the biggest and the strongest tree. It grows taller than any other tree because its roots go deep. Its roots can go about 13 floors deep. That is why every hurricane will clear every tree, but not the cedar of Lebanon. They lived for over thousands of years. See, when you are planted and you have roots in the place, the Bible says that every joint supplies you nourishment and it gives you, it gives you what you need so that you can blossom. Hallelujah. When you are in the house of God, you can be corrected. When you are in the house of God, you can be inspired. When you are in the house of God, you know, the place you belong to will make, will make or make you. You are what you hear. You are what you eat. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Are you with me? So the word you are hearing is what makes you. What shapes you? If you hear defeat, you become defeated. If you hear demon, 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 you'll be demonized. That is why you have to be careful who you lend your ear to. It's not every, every church that is a church. Even though it's a, they call themselves a church. Let me give you, I have two more implications, then I move to something else quickly. Number, planting also implies that we don't have a choice in the matter. The tree doesn't choose what land or what soil it wants to be in. Number five, planting also, number six, planting also makes you, make God, makes God glorified. We, we read it in Isaiah chapter 61, verse 3, the last part. The planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. So God is glorified when you are planted. Amen. So why must we be planted? Why should we be planted? 
Because God's house provides a place where you are constantly being filled. You are constantly being advised. You are constantly being admonished. In Proverbs 27, verse 17, the iron sharpens iron, so a man the countenance of his brother. Amen. So as you stay in the house of God, your gifting is given um, a platform. Isn't that true? I mean, you, 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 you heard uh, Cheryl give her testimony the other day, and you saw her singing. Now her, 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 her gift is now being given a, a platform to, 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 to blossom, to grow. Are you with me? And now she's not only singing, but she's now ministering for others to be blessed. Now God is being glorified because she is being, she's using the gift and the talent that God has given to her. If she came to the church and said, I am here to receive. So I'm just going to sit and just take, sit and take, sit and take. Your talent is never used. It means you are not really, really planted. Give me a, 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 a shrub or a weed. You know those weed. You know, like those dry reeds and things. It, they, they, they get, they, they fall into this land and then they are not here. They are here, but they are not connected to the ground. Then the wind blows and it blows them to the next place. And then they are in the ground for a little while, but they are not really connected. Then it blows to another place and they are not really connected. That is why they never ever produce fruit. Because they are not planted. If you are not planted, you can't produce. Hello? Are you understanding what I'm saying? If you are not planted, you cannot produce. And planting means you must die. Except a grain of corn falls to the ground. John chapter 12 verse 24. And die, it abides alone. But when it dies, then it produces. Are you with me? So, don't be here, but you cannot be corrected. Don't be here, but you are alone to yourself. Don't be here, but you, you can, nobody can touch, nobody can talk about anything you do. That means you are not planted. Yeah. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. The room has gone quiet. When you are planted, worms will play with you. Death will come over you. John chapter 15, verse 1. I am the vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away that it may bear more fruits. You are clean, verse 3. You are clean because of the words that which I have spoken to you. Give me verse 4. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides. Neither can you unless you abide in me. It, 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 to abide means you have to make a conscious effort 
to stay connected. It's like the modern day Christians that make me happy. If you make me happy, I will stay. Please me and I will stay. Feed me and I will stay. Give me what I need from you and I will stay. If you don't give me what I want, somebody else in the other church is ready to give me. So you are ready to move. Somebody leaves the church because they needed a pastor to find, to, to help them move a house. To guarantee, sign that I'll guarantee that if you don't pay your rent, I'll pay for you. Do I know you from anywhere? <laughs> Did my mother burn you? <laughs> Listen, you don't know the number of times we have guaranteed for people and they have absconded and we have to pay. That is why in this church, we don't guarantee for anybody. We don't lend money to anybody. We don't give anything. If you ask me and I don't have, what I have, I'll give it to you. That's, are you with me? Because people see these books. They've come, oh, pastor, borrow me this book. Because of the book, people have left the church. Because they don't want to give the book back, so they leave and go somewhere else. It sounds funny. But I'm, t- I'm not telling you a, a story. This happens here. So when you ask, take the book. Just take it and go. It's all right. Are you, are you understanding what I'm saying? You see, planting means you are in contact with the dirt. Allow yourself to be pruned. To be pruned means you cut some things off you. Every bad attitude and every bad behavior is chopped off. Are you with me? So that you can bear more fruits. If we can't correct you, then you will not become fruitful. Are you with me? For Cheryl to become a fruitful member of the church, she has to allow herself to be disciplined when she needs to be disciplined. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? She can't make herself a law to her own self. You can't be a child in the house and your parents cannot correct you. What type of child would you become? (laughs) It's my privacy. My room is my... Hey, you can't live in my... Hey, under my roof, I pay the bill. And you say privacy. I pay the phone bill. It's my phone. It's registered to me. And you say privacy. The day you start paying your bills, that's when you get privacy. Until by then, I am your privacy. (laughs) Train a child in the way they ought to go. You say, I am a modern day father. You know, so the way my parents brought me up, that's not how you ask for you free, freely give, freely go. Hey, you breed monsters. I bring, I am, I am, I am over 18. I bring anybody into my house and I take any, my house. You are bringing anybody and taking anybody out. You and the person will be taken out <laughs> and never brought in again. 
have a church with a strong pastor, people don't like to stay in the church. They run and go and find a pastor. A pastor who compromises everything and everybody. So that we can live anyhow. From the nightclub, you are stinking of everything. You come and stand here. You are coming to sing because there's no singer. You are the only singer. I will kick you before you say Monday. That is why the church is being so weakened. Because we are breeding a lot of, you know, preachers, caricatures that we are calling Christians. Because they, 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 they don't have any roots. If you annoy me right now, I'll leave the church. You get angry with the pastor, you are leaving. When you get angry with your father, do you change your name and go? What type of Christian are you? You are planted in a place. Are you with me? How many have been annoyed by your father before? Give me a wave. Your father has annoyed you. Did you change your name? Did you divorce your father? Oh, you can't raise your hands, sir. <laughs> oh, have I not annoyed you before? Oh, please, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> and did you ever think of no, no. divorcing me? No, no, okay, for like a second, but then. <laughs> It doesn't matter how angry you are. Sometimes your father can make your blood boil. Isn't that true? It's only when you grow a little bit that you see that it was for your good. My father, the conversation was a question and answer. Until he asked a question, there must be silence. You know, like, my son comes from a room, hey, there's a star, so we're talking, no, no, hey, my father. <laughs> As you are going, you are, you are rehearsing, your hand is at your back before you enter the room. And then when you enter, you are like, oh, please, daddy, good morning. What do you want? Please, uh, 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 I came for money for. But money for what? Uh, I came for money for my my school fees. Uh. How much is it? Uh, please, if you want fifty pounds for my father, start from one fifty. <laughs> because it doesn't matter how much you are looking for, there will be a negotiation. So if you want, say fifty pounds. You start from 150, so that by the time we negotiate and negotiate, because as we are starting from 150, he's starting from 25. <laughs> so it means we have to come and find a compromise somewhere. I don't know whether it was only my father, but. Sometimes he'll be shaving. What do you want? And the way he says, you. you, you. <laughs> Your, your mouth is 
and as you are trying to say, in the middle of the sentence, he will catch you with another question. But it was only when I was married, I had my children, and I went to him as an old man and sat down. Then he started to tell me why he behaved the way he behaved. That was when he started to talk to me like a friend and explain that it was not that he was some way he knew me. But he needed a certain thing from me and he, he wanted some discipline. Discipline that he did not get. That he wanted. It all makes sense. It all makes sense. Hallelujah. And you see, that physical thing mirrors spiritually. He that the father loves is chastened. Allow yourself to be chastened. You can't be close to me and not me stepping on your toes. Ask those who work closely with me. As for me, when you work with me, you will get angry, you will cry, you will get mad. But if you don't, that means we are not working properly. Sometimes I'll say, get out. I don't want to hear what, go. I'll shout at you. Am I talking to somebody? But don't just the first anger you are on your back. Where where are you going? Where are you going? Why are you running? Why are you running? Murifa, don't run, don't run, Murifa, don't run. Murifa is. <laughs> Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, don't run. Tell him, Mulife, don't run. <laughs> See, in the house of God, you get opportunity to practice your gift. You are equipped with the word of God. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, Ephesians 4, 11, and some pastors for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we come to the unity of faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Hallelujah. We become matured to the stature of the fullness of Christ when we allow ourselves to be corrected by pastors, evangelists, prophets, apostles, teachers. Are, are you understanding what I'm saying? So allow yourself to be planted enough. You see, when you come to a church for the first time, say for instance, you join the church within the first three months, I will not tell you off. Because we don't have that relationship. Are you with me? I won't tell you off. We have to grow to the place where now I can say, stupid girl, sit down. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? That's how you make it mature. How many of us here, I'm asking a, a very honest question, how many of us here, as you sit here, your parents can't advise you? I can't advise you because they are not in close proximity or whatever, they cannot, give me away. 
you are old, you are gone away from home. Oh, it's a very honest question. Why are you shy? Give me. Even when they advise, you, 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 do you understand what I'm saying? So you need somebody, somebody else to take that place, to advise you to sit down. Are you, are you understanding what I'm saying? And sometimes the person that God gives is your pastor. Allow your pastor to be able to tell you, sit down, you sit down. Stop misbehaving, you stop misbehaving. Are you with me? Otherwise, you are going straight for the ditch. How many have made some mistakes that you regret? You wish you never did. Give me a wave. You see, if your hand is up, it means that there's a tendency that you can make the same mistake again. Are you with me? That is why you need to be in a place where your a voice can tell you that stop it. Sit down and you sit down. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So don't make yourself above. Some of us, we come to church, but we are beyond the reach of the pastor. We are observers. You know the sons of the prophet that stood afar off. They said, you know your master will be taken away. Those people don't receive anything. You are here, but you are an observer. You are not close enough to be spoken to. You can't have discussions. When Elijah is saying to Elisha, sit here. They can't tell the sons of the prophet, sit here. Because they are observers. Are you with me? Be planted. Be like Elisha. Because that is where the double portion of the blessing comes from. As you walk closely, then he can tell you, stay here or come with me. Ask me what you want me to give you before I'm taken away. And when the mantle was given, the sons of the prophet, they were watching. It was only when Elisha used the same mantle to depart the Jordan, as they saw Elijah do, the Bible said, then they came to be Elisha's servant. They were Elisha's colleagues. In fact, they were seniors to Elisha. Do you know your master will be taken away? Means that we have been in the game for a long time. Do you know what is happening here? We are masters. But because they were far away, the junior colleague now became their master. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because as you walk, then you can, you can exchange. That is why every Elisha becomes greater than every Elijah. Because as you walk and you allow yourself to be corrected. I mean, I always say to my, my sons that if you do what I've done, you're a failure. Because you, your starting point is my shoulder. So obviously you're supposed to go higher than me. Are you with me? Because I started walking on a, a crawling, and by the grace of God, now I'm, stand, I'm standing and I'm this tall. Then you are starting from my shoulder. So your starting point is higher. So you have to go even better. But it's only because you're a son. If you're not a son, Am I making sense? 
Let, let's finish. Let's finish. So when you are planted, you can be you can mature. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 31, verse 3 to 4. Indeed, Assyria was a cedar in Lebanon with fine branches that shaded, that shaded the forest and of high stature and its top was among the thick boughs. The waters made it grow. Underground waters gave it height with, the, with their running rivers running around the place where it was planted and sent out rivulets to all the trees of the field. Be planted in the, in the house of God so that you don't become, you don't die in your prime. You don't die in your prime. You know, if, look at this, they said that the, the waters were running deep underneath this, the tree. So there's the roots. Once you connect to water, you grow. You are growing. You are growing. The waters never run dry. So that tree was growing and growing and growing. Those that be planted in the courts of our God, they shall flourish. They'll flourish like the cedar in Lebanon. Do you know that the cedar in Lebanon is the only tree that does not, that termites cannot eat? Weevils and, and uh, beetles and all other trees, you know, like the woodpecker and all those trees that, uh, uh, creatures that eat trees. The cedar tree is the only tree that they cannot eat. Why? Because inside the cedar tree, it, it has antibodies. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? When you are planted, demons cannot eat you. He says that for Peter, Satan sought to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you. What, did, what does it mean? Satan had to ask permission. When you are really planted, before Satan can attack you, he has to ask for permission. Judas was still in the same uh, uh, camp, but he was not planted, so they took him. There are some people they can take easily. Some, they have to ask permission. Which one are you? Are you, are you understanding what I'm saying? Like, every day we pray in this house for the members of CICC. Never once have we prayed for the visitors of CICC. Our prayer for the visitors is that they will stay. But the members, we pray for their jobs, we pray for their families, we every blessed day. So you see, you are walking around, things are working for you. You don't realize that there's a backup prayer that is going because you belong to this place. Every day. Every day. Every afternoon from 12 to 1, there's a prayer being said for members of CIC. Every day. Saturday we pray. Sunday we pray. Hallelujah. So once you are here, 
you are, you are already blessed. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. The, the cedar tree gives off a certain smell that you can smell miles away. And that smell makes birds and makes um, uh, people attracted to where the cedar is planted. It gives off a very nice aroma. You see, your life becomes so, so pleasant that people are gravitating towards you because you have been planted and you become a cedar tree. Every tree in a hurricane can be blown away. The palm tree will bend, will, will even go down the mongrels. But when it sees light, it begins to rise again. You cannot uproot the palm tree. And you cannot uproot the cedar of liberty. I don't care what you do. The palm tree has so many advantages. We use the palm tree for so many things. The palm tree can grow in the harshest of conditions. In the worst of soils, it grows. Why? Because its root is going deep beyond the surface. You put the palm tree on the beach, it grows and produces coconuts. You put the palm tree in the, in the desert and it produces date, date palm. How many likes date? Date palm. It, is, it, is, it grows in the desert. No other tree in the world grows in the desert apart from the date palm. Those that be planted in the house of God. Listen, my, I pray for you and I beg you, be planted. Be planted. I called on heaven and you this day that I present to you life and death. But I counsel you to choose life. Amen. You are not here by accident. God brought you here. So be established here. You are hearing this message because God wants you to hear this message. Am I making sense? So be established. Don't be a visitor. Don't be here and you are waiting for somebody to step on your toe and get angry and leave. Because where you are going, they will step on your toe again. Then you will have to leave again. So every time they step on your toe, you are going. By the time you realize, you have been through all the churches and you are still not a member of any. Stand to your feet.